can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPlacido, and the Celtics come out with the win. 102-93 over the Detroit Pistons. Gonna follow today's podcast a little differently. Uh, Gonna start with some of the negatives. And then I'm gonna dive into player of the game and some of the highs. Uh, But to get things started off here, uh, the Celtics, in their classic fashion, blew a massive lead. Uh, They came out with the win. However, this team was up 20 points with like four and a half minutes to go. And everybody was calling for the young guys to get in, including myself. I tweeted it, so I'll stand pat and and take that as an L today. Uh, But this is is tough. You know, you want to see – these bench guys get minutes and we've talked about you know moving Schroeder to open up time for Pritchard to open up time for Neesmith and these guys came in today an all bench lineup against a, a pretty bad Detroit Pistons team they're 12 and 40 uh, so it's a pretty bad team right this Celtics team our bench should be able to handle them uh, and they didn't they got destroyed in Four and a half minutes, the lead went from you know 20 to, I want to say six was the closest Detroit had it, uh, or seven maybe, but it was ugly. You know, the full court press threw everybody for a loop. Pritchard kind of got screwed a couple times. Nobody was cutting towards the ball. Everyone was kind of running away from it, uh, but it was a mess. It was an absolute disaster the ending of that game uh and it shows you look at the fourth score the fourth quarter 37 to 24 we got outscored we got outscored by 13 points in the fourth quarter and this is a game where we absolutely destroyed the pistons every other quarter uh so it's just a it's an overall really just poor performance from our bench however the celtics came out with the victory so I want to transition into some of the positives here. Uh, before I do so, I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. The moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in New York, meaning you can bet from almost a third of the country. If Sportsbook isn't in your state yet, play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl 56. New customers can get a free shot at $1 million top prize with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use promo code TBPN, and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. 
21 plus minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the TN Red Line. That's 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK to 467-369. All right, guys, time for a new favorite sponsor alert, Venture Greens Nutrition. Venture Greens Nutrition is changing the nutrition game forever. They offer one-on-one coaching where they build macro-based diets to get you moving in the right direction. As great as the coaching is, what I love most about Venture Green Nutrition is their line of CBD products. They have tinctures, salves, beard care, and gear. And the best part is all Venture Greens Nutrition's products are formulated and manufactured in their own facilities in the United States. Check them out at VentureGreensNutrition.com. Use code CelticsTake15, that's CelticsTake15, for 15% off. You won't regret it. All right, so we talked about the negatives, got that out of the way. Overall, this is a really solid game for the Celtics team. Uh, the Detroit Pistons, not a great opponent. So don't again, don't read into it too much. But this starting lineup, when healthy has been a serious problem. They have looked fantastic lately. Uh, And I want to dive into that. Uh, I want to give player of the game today to Robert Time Lord Williams. And very easily could have gone to Jason Tatum who had a monster third quarter with 19 points. But Time Lord tonight did absolutely everything. Defensively, he has been the anchor for the Celtics. Uh, Marcus Smart has been the best defender, but Time Lord is the guy protecting the rim. And he's doing it at such a high level. Total stat line tonight, 11 points, 11 rebounds, 4 assists, 5 steals. And a team high, plus 17 on the plus minus. This is like just an unbelievable performance. They've talked about the the classic five by five game and like five stats and above five uh this is a good four by four game for him uh but realistically like these are just solid solid performances time lord is coming out and doing absolutely everything and you see it on the offensive end you see it on the defensive end he is a serious problem there are a couple plays today uh just like unbelievable blocks like he's getting beat off the dribble and because he's switched onto a a shorter guard, a faster guard, and he's making up ground with his ridiculously long wingspan and he's making plays. And that is exactly what you want of this guy. Like he had an unreal alley-oop from Smart where Smart was like beyond the three point line. I know people keep calling for him to develop uh, a shot, a mid-range shot, a three, whatever it may be, to stretch the floor. He is stretching the floor already. 
People do not give him as enough credit because he is one of the best vertical spacers in the NBA. Uh, and I don't think that I don't th really think it's close. I, I don't I don't know another guy that's doing this. Like he's doing what Blake Griffin was doing, you know, ten years ago in his prime. DeAndre Jordan doing ten years ago in his prime. Like this is just an unbelievable stretch of basketball for this guy. Uh, and you gotta love it. Like, you gotta love it. Like even even just making the right plays, his playmaking is is another thing that is just so above average for guys that play the center position. Like even late in the game, he went up for what looked like an alley-oop, mid-air decided not to come down with it and dished it out to Romeo for a corner three. Like he's making the right basketball plays. And this is what the Celtics need, right? They need all of their guys playing at such a high level because as you saw tonight and as you've seen for a large portion of this season, the bench, the depth, the bench depth is not fantastic. So we need all of the contributions from our stars. And Robert Williams is one of our stars now. Like he's playing at such a high level, uh, which is just good to see. Uh, but we also we had really solid performances throughout. I think Jason Tatum had that monster third quarter where we absolutely went off for 19 points. Uh, Jalen Brown had an unbelievable first quarter, had 10 points in the first. Uh, really thought this was going to be a Jalen Brown snubbed from the All-Star game revenge game. Uh, turned out it was just a really good first quarter for him. Uh, but overall, you look at it, like you don't need every, you don't need the Jays to go out and put 30 points up to win some of these games. You saw it last game. You saw it again tonight against Detroit. Like this is a good win. And I know Detroit is not a good team. But when you can win with both of these guys not playing at their best, that is a huge positive. It's a huge positive because you find other guys making things happen. Uh, Marcus Smart tonight, another excellent performance, I thought. Six points, four rebounds, six assists. So this is like, I don't know, eight, six, eight straight games, I think now, that he's had six-plus assists, which is fantastic. Or five-plus assists, whatever the number is. Like, he is being the guy that we need. He's being the pass first point guard. Can't ask for much more. Uh, so it's, it's another solid performance from him. You know, the other starter, Al Horford, four points, 10 rebounds, two assists to steal, two of two from the field. They, I mean, he was, he was hitting them early. He was playing real well early. They fed him a couple times. He made do with his points uh, and he continued. It's not like he didn't score a ton other than that, but he went out there only 19 minutes, had 10 rebounds. Like this is one of those games where you, where you love looking at the minutes per game for starters. Al, 19, Tatum, 28. You know, Jalen had 34, which is, you know, a little high considering the score of this game. But we got some of the other guys in. 
You know, Romeo, 19 minutes today, and I thought Romeo was pretty damn productive. You know, you look at his net net rating on the game, it was minus five. That doesn't really, you know, do his play justice. I thought he played well, more so with the starters than obviously the, the full second unit. Uh, but even he contributed nine points, had two really nice drives from the baseline, uh, which was good to see. You know, you saw Grant Williams go out there, contribute seven points. You saw Grant Williams play point guard tonight. Ran the ball out in transition, behind the back, threw up the alley-oop to Rob. Like, everybody was buzzing today. The ball was moving. Guys were hitting shots. It was a fun game. It was a fun game to watch. Dennis Schroeder, one of the better offensive games that we've seen from him uh, in the month of, you know, in the new year, I guess I should say. I can't say the month of January anymore because we're not in January. But uh, one of the better offensive games since Marcus Smart's been back, at least. You know, he played well when Smart was out and he was the starter. Uh, but solid from him tonight. Josh Richardson, another solid game. Six of six from the free throw line. Like, these guys played at a high level for the majority of today. And it's just good to see. You know, outscored him 28-16 in the first. Outscored him 18-15 in the second. Like two straight quarters that we held them under 20. Like 31 points in a half. It's it's fantastic, right? And then we outscored them another by seven points in the third. Like this is all good things. Like you look at the final score of today's game, we only won by nine. Not great considering where we were. Uh, but it's good to get these young guys out there and getting some minutes, giving some of our starters some rest. Ime's played a very tight rotation, uh, and a lot of people have given him a lot of a lot of shit for it, for not getting some of these young guys time. And you know, I'll admit it, I'm one of them. I would love to see more of Neesmith, Pritchard, uh, even Romeo. Like I'd love to see more of those guys. Because we need to figure out what we have. Uh, but at this point in the season, like, I get it. I get it. You put them in tonight when you're up 20 points, and they really, they blew a massive lead, uh, which is not good, right? But overall, you look at this game, you love having a 20-point lead. that You have the ability to put these guys in, let them make mistakes, and then you don't have to put in your starters again because there wasn't a ton of time. Like they're still coming back from a huge deficit. Uh, so it's good, like I'm, I'm glad we held on. Obviously I'm more happy that we didn't have to put our starters back in after that because it's embarrassing. And I do think Ime would have done that because he's done it earlier in the season. Uh, but at this point, you know, the Celtics are continuing to make moves. Like, this is another game where they're just, you know, edging up in the standings. They're trying to make these runs. So right now, we're tied for seventh. You know, realistically, we're the eighth seed, but the Raptors are right there with us. We're a game and a half behind Brooklyn for the sixth seed. Five games back from first. Like, this is a very doable stretch of games. 
We've got Orlando on Sunday, Brooklyn with no KD, with no Kyrie because it's a home game. Gotta love that. And then James Harden, who's hurt. So if we win both of those games, we could be right up there tied with Brooklyn at six, you know, pending them having another game. So like all of this is very possible at this point. Like we're making strides. We're playing at a very, very solid pace here. You know, I put up a, I put up a stat, uh, NBA efficiency throughout, you know, the last 15 games. The Celtics had the number one net overall rating, the number one defensive overall rating, and the eighth ranked offense. Like we're making strides, we're going in the right direction. They just need to continue doing this. Uh, Cause this is a great stretch of basketball for the Celtics team. Uh, and it's gonna change soon. I really, I really think something's coming. And uh, it might not be the splash that a lot of people might want, uh, but I do think Dennis Schroeder's gone. I think Brad Stevens tries to bring in some more shooting for this team. You know, we saw earlier, Shams tweeted this, uh, but you, you've got Philly and Brooklyn talking about a potential swap between Ben Simmons and James Harden. And that right there is a trade that makes both teams significantly better, which is scary. It's really scary. Uh, so the Celtics need to start making some moves. And if they continue to play like this, it obviously plays in our favor. Uh, but it might not be enough. Like those are those are two teams that are getting significantly better. A lot of Brooklyn's fate lies on, you know, whether or not Kevin Durant's coming back healthy, whether or not Kyrie can play. Like honestly, the fact that Brooklyn is in the sixth seed right now almost works to their favor. They don't want home court advantage in the playoffs at this point. If Kyrie can't play, that is a that is a significant advantage for Brooklyn if they're, you know, five or below. I don't think a lot of people realize that. Like them dropping down in the standings is in their favor. So the Celtics really need to start making some moves here because you don't want to see them, you really don't want to be in a situation where, where you're playing a ton of road games. You know, the Bulls are playing great basketball, the Heat, great basketball. Can them can they slide a little bit? It's certainly possible. You know, Chicago is, you know, kind of struggling with injuries. But again, it's it's still just a really good team that plays really well together. So the Celtics need to continue doing what they're doing. Uh, and they also really need to add some shooting to this team. You know, the trade deadline is six days away, February 10th. Uh, so less than a week. And I'm sure there's going to be something coming. I'm sure Brad Stevens has something up his sleeve here. Uh, it might not be a big splash, but I do think there is something on the horizon for the Celtics team. Uh, that's where we're going to wrap things up here. 
make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics Guy. Make sure to follow our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die. And make sure to rate and review the podcast. Have a fantastic night, Celtics fans. We will talk soon. I can't help it, I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it, nah, I can't help it, nah, I can't help it, I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it, I ball like a Celtic.